Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, just want to let you know that this one is super late and that's completely my bad, but still put it out there for you guys. What's going on, everybody? Uh, you tell me. Yo, what? What is this? Episode eleven. Episode eleven. Fuck. We made it. We made it. Now we're in officially in the double digits. Well, we were in double digits with episode ten, but like, this is a commitment. Yeah, it is. Yo, but you know what they say? It takes like thirty something days to build a habit, or thirty episodes to do something. I don't know, man. Bro, whatever. We're we're trying to put out content. How many episodes was Naruto? Not Shippuden. Seven hundred. No, but like before Two, Shippuden. Two thirty, I think. So we got to make two hundred and thirty episodes before we become like an Legit. established. Okay. Fuck, <laughs> that's a lot. I O, welcome to the next episode of Four One Six Drive, yo. How's life been, man? Bro, I'm back at it with the bad shoulder. <laughs> bad shoulder, bad ankle, back at it. Fuck! What the fuck it, did you do? It made a comeback. Mm-hmm. And and uh, no joke, it just literally um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think God gave me just one good ankle. That's it. At one least, bad ankle. But at least you have like one side of your body functioning. Well, yeah, you we fucked up your knee. Well, like I have, I have you know damages on both sides of my body. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a Monday right now. Uh, last time I played sports was on a Friday night. So so did I. Didn't you go shooting around the other day? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. How was that? It was alright. I was trying out some new shoes, that's all. Oh, yeah. No no competition, so it was just me against the net. And uh, what was your shooting percentage oh, against the net? the net one, bro. <laughs> there were some couple of bad shots. Yeah. My knee popped on Friday night at the ball court. And then I went for a layup and my, my ankle popped out. I basically rolled my ankle on the way uh, down. Bro. Good times. Good teams. Yo, it's my yo. It's all self-inflicted. That's the best part. Well, yours. Somebody was actually guarding you. Yeah, but mine was still self-inflicted. I just had to. Yo, I had. I don't know, man. That was so weird. Like I was having a pretty decent game, eh? With my handles. You were. It was not. It wasn't bad. Like I wasn't obviously being able to like cross out everybody, but like I made a few good drives to the basket. I made some of those uh, passes, but then after I got too cocky and tried to cross a guy out. Yo, I'm telling you, crossovers are tricky on the concrete. <laughs> Especially on uneven concrete. My guy broke his ankles, broke my ankles. Yeah. Like, I tried to... Pretty. Basically, what happened was, like, I tried to push off my left foot. And when I... when I Like, I brought the ball from my right hand to my left hand. And then I was... And I tried to stop on my left foot and, like, push off. And when I did, like, something buckled and I felt my shin bone just kind of, like you lose its place and it just hurts fuck it just hurt i know and and like and i turned the ball over well you immediately knew it was that was it for you my assist to turnover ratio just went down the drain went down the drain after that one (laughs) yeah i don't know that whole game i knew my ankle was kind of fucked up yeah because i don't know i have an issue sometimes when my ankle is let's say there's a sharp pain Mm-hmm. And then I feel like uh, 
my right ankle ends up compensating for it. So I lose balance on my right side for some odd reason. Yeah. I don't know. It's just how it just works out, right? Yeah. So that whole game, that's why I kept switching on. Like I had no problem switching with the, the other person or our fifth guy. Who? Subbing in, subbing out. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, like it's a good uh, break for me, right? Yeah. Because usually, like, honestly, when you get on a roll, you want to play out and see the game. Yeah. To its end. But I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then I guess it's shoes, everything combined. I went for like an open layup. Just like after the game was done. Mm-hmm. The moment I landed, it's just. Oh, it's when you were playing one-on-one with Thing. Yeah. Oh, shit. It wasn't even during our game. No. The jokes. <laughs> Bruh. That your one-on-one was more intense, though. Bruh. <laughs> Yo. It is what it is. So he went up. So uh, SK is probably our, one of our best half-court players. This guy brings it to another level. And then he played against another one of our best half-court players. Half-court Cali. Yeah. Both he these... won, though. He beat me. He, he Well, it was funny because none of our shots were going in. <laughs> because, I don't know, I guess. Lay up his life. Yeah. And then he fucking got me with a nice rondo move. Bro. I went flying. Fuck. With the bad ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is but yo let's talk about the playoffs what have you seen what what have you uh, what's your predictions well I mean these playoffs like have been really good apart from like the first round of the Raptors which was like a really boring playoff series yeah it was just a clean sweep it yeah is it and is. even the Milwaukee like yeah I guess they lost their first game but then after the gentleman's sweep was pretty boring too every other series was really good no Lakers Blazers was the same shit no, like okay, they had still, they had a, they had a the last two yeah last two games are pretty boring. Yo, even last game, man, CJ McCollum for whatever reason was just like cooking, lost me my fucking cover, man. <laughs> Never bet out McCollum, bro. You told me to bet even more. Oh yeah, that's true. I actually counted out the Blazers by like what thirty points. Yeah, this guy game? told me to bet the thirty point spread on Lakers to win. I only bet like an eighteen point spread. <laughs> still lost, and I still the only lost one by one. what ten. Some shit like that, yeah. Close enough. I wasn't expecting. What did CJ drop? Like 40 points? 36 or something. Oh, god damn. Bro. Yeah, that game was good. But, like, honestly, hands down, I think the best series happening right now, Rockets Thunder. Oh, yeah. It's... Rank number two, Nuggets, uh, Jazz. Utah Jazz. Dude, Jamal Murray is cooking. And Mitchell, too. Yeah, oh yeah, Mitchell. Don't forget about Mitchell, too. They're putting up the same amount of points, more oh, yeah. or less. No, I'm just, like, hyped yeah. about Jamal Murray because he's Canadian. He's Canadian. He's a Toronto man. And then he puts up some of the best Instagram stories still. You're right. <laughs> and he puts it alive, too. Uh, what Bro, else? how are you going to count out my boy? Oh, Don Chich. Luca. Don Luca. Don Luca. Straight out of Eastern Europe. A man. What country is he from? I have no there idea. There you go. <laughs> he's Serbian, I think. Is he Serbian? Well, I don't know. He's man. got a CIC at the end. Bro, this guy speaks like four different languages, man. This he does, speaks... eh? That's pretty. Yeah, it's actually. Oh, that, that's well, that's expected from European players because you know they're generally more educated. Educated, yeah. They're just like their normal level of intellect is high. Dude, he's a second year. He's second year in the NBA, and he's like, like fighting for it, man. 
He's cooking. Dude, that 20 point comeback. I, I had money on that 20 point comeback. I made a lot of money on that. I was just like, yo, fuck it. Whatever happens, I have to put five bucks on it. I made a lot of money on that. Shit. And then after I lost money. I, I actually didn't uh, watch that game, but I know once I heard about it, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. No, wait. Uh, no, 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 no. I did. That's the game winner. That was the game winner, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was I the did. game winner in overtime. Like, what the f- That was a good. Yeah, that was a good game winner, too. That was a good shot. I told you to come to my house to watch it, you little bitch ass. Well, well, I think I just watched it at my house. <laughs> yeah, it was after the Champions League final, too. Oh, yeah. Champions League final happened, which, uh, shout out to Bayern Munich. They won? Yeah. Fucking uh, team full of HGH, which is what it is, man. Listen, man, to you gotta level. do what it takes to win. And if you don't, you're a loser. You're absolutely right. Yo, that. yo, I think we'll get into this later, maybe one day. But like, honestly, I support athletes cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you, you support of athleticism. You support uh, Marcus Morris and uh, his shenanigans on Luca. Yo, real talk. Let's not pretend like Luca was an elbowing guys. Real talk. You know what? Let's not pretend that he, I don't do the exact same thing on the courts. Exactly. So he's just he's just more uh, slick with it. Because Don Luca, like, he knows how to get away with shit. Morris is just way too emotional. He's just uh, right out there with him and uh, what's his guy, Pat Beverly. Oh, yeah. I mean, these guys, I don't know. If they were more slick, they'll probably have better contracts. I don't know. But either way, no matter what anybody does, motherfucking Kawhi Leonard, unfazed, arguably the best oh, player yeah. in the league. I think best player in the league. So I didn't watch that game six. Like, you want to give that rundown of what happened there? Um. Well, I started watching. Let's say end of sort of like end of second half. Not end of second half. End of the half. First half. Mm-hmm. Second quarter and third and fourth. But fourth again, not much of it because you know game kind of ended for me with five minutes left. Yeah. Type of deal. Um. Luca went off in the third. Right, yeah. the I think at halftime, uh, Clips were up by double digits. Yeah, fifteen, twelve, and then Luca just went off. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the thing about Luca is he plays with the refs, which I don't like because as much as we, so the comparison is Luca plays like Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Which is not true at all. I don't think this motherfucker plays remotely close to Larry Bird. Because Larry Bird was straight up like a shooter. If Clay Thompson played more, a little bit more physical, he's like Larry Bird, kind of. Like, he was like... Larry Bird was a catch-and-shoot type of guy. Not necessarily the same rate as the Thompson. But he preferred the shot. And he was very good at the shot. Luka's not that. Luka's drive-in, gets bumped, and then throws up a shot. He's very LeBron-like in that manner. Mm-hmm. But he's also very James Harden-like in the fact that he calls on a lot of fouls. He bumps into guys, folds up pump fakes, bumps mm-hmm. into people, hoists up a shot. He's that type of guy. So for me, it's kind of annoying basketball at times. Yeah. But no doubt, the guy's a fucking, you know, he's as good as he gets. But definitely a defensive liability. <laughs> but whatever, yeah. this game doesn't, you know, sometimes it comes to more of a bucket than a stop. Mm-hmm. He goes off, and he's I can one thing about Luca is here he's very uh, momentum really picks up for him. He's yeah. like a LeBron in that aspect. If he hits two in a row, he can probably make three more. Mm-hmm. But then for some odd reason he does go cold after. 
Anyways, he makes a comeback. It's a six point. Uh, I think he cuts the lead down to six points. Yeah. Going into the fourth. And Doc says, all right. Basically, Kawhi usually sits up the first couple of minutes in the fourth. Yeah. And literally, the commentators were like, they got to bring Kawhi in. And Doc does that, calls the timeout, brings him in. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi basically called game and series. He had he had one drive. Yeah. And I noticed Kawhi literally slows the game down. He's yeah. out there. He grabs the ball. And he goes, let's go one-on-one. And that's what that's what happens. Defense stops. Offense stops. It, everybody looking at Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And he just went, I think, baseline dunk. Shot, shot, shot. And I think in that one or something like that. And that was it. The momentum. By the way, Kawhi and Mavs, I think Luka and some other guys did trade a bucket. Mm-hmm. But for every time Mavs made a bucket, Kawhi made one. And then at the end, Mavs couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. So Kawhi basically extended the lead to 10 or 12. And then basically after that, they got stops. They got a good stop. And then Luka went cold. <clears throat> I think Luka basically... He capped out at 36 points, and then for like an eight-minute, nine-minute stretch, he just had two points or something like that. I may be wrong, but basically he went cold for the last couple of bits. Right? Yeah. And then Mavs got – not Mavs, like Clips got good stops. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Reggie Jackson just caught on fire. He just hit a bunch of threes. I mean – And they did their thing after. Yeah. But basically, Kawhi just called series at that point. He just said, fuck this shit. Right? And it was a takeover because you could tell. Like, he wanted the ball and that was it. Uh, That was that game. And I think, obviously, you know, hype on Luka's real. Mm -hmm. But I don't think hypes on the Mavs are real. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Maverick team is good, this, that. I don't think it's the hype on the Mavs are real. Yeah, so my fucking way. My thing's like I know you had your uh, apprehensions about Luca, and you. I don't know. I just like pissing people off. Oh, okay. So maybe you just wanted me to throw a punch. Yeah, that was it. More or less. But like, well, I- listen, listen. <laughs> Luca's good, mm-hmm. but I don't like media's take on any player. Okay. But people gotta pump the brakes on the whole greatest twenty-one year old kid, this and that. Because I've seen LeBron play at a much tougher league. More physical athletes. Yeah. And LeBron was also playing defense. So let's not destroy those legacies of those guys by just saying, you know what? Now you got a kid putting up 28, 8, and 8. Impressive as that is, you got to remember this game is different now. Mm -hmm. Can you ever imagine a Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray type of shit 10 years ago? No fucking uh, way. 50 point head to head uh, game? No, no fucking way. Like it just doesn't happen. Right? But the game is different now, so guys are putting up stats all over the place. Yeah. So that's my take. It's just let's just pump the brake on Luca. He's I think he's top ten, I think. Top ten know. like of what? Of the league. As right of now? right now. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't know. I, I, I can't off the top of my head think of maybe six, seven guys better than him. So let's let's go with the usual suspects, right? You got Braun, Kawhi. Duran when he plays. Okay. Uh, Giannis. Yeah. Harden. Yeah. AD. Yeah. And then you got... I, w- I would say Westbrook, personally. Yeah. And then the rest 
Steph when he plays? Right. Steph, fuck, I keep forgetting. Steph when he plays, because, yeah, he's been. Steph, yeah. yeah um, Steph. Steph when he plays. Where do we put J- uh, Jimmy Butler? Is he there? I like Butler more than Luca. Okay, so Jimmy Butler. I don't know if he's better, though. Mm-hmm. I think so. yeah. You know what? Maybe yeah. Butler. Butler is just. You know what? No, 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 no. You're right. Butler is better because Butler is actually a force on the defensive side. Okay. Luca's. I mean, Luca doesn't matter on the defensive yeah. side. Let's face it. Um, Butler when he plays. Let's see who else is there. Who else I don't know. Maybe more? Dame. I don't know. Did you you put AD in AD in there, right? Yeah, I would say. Oh, sorry, Kyrie. I'll put Kyrie. You put Kyrie in there because that's already ten people better. Yeah, that's ten people. Okay, so maybe there is ten, but. What Again, about, uh, you can Paul argue George. for. Um, <laughs> yo, no hate on Paul, yeah. no hate on PG, but I don't think PG is a main guy. I don't know what it is about PG, but the fact is, when like what I don't understand is the floor is so spaced out. Yeah, I just don't understand why this guy cannot get it going by at least driving to the rim, because PG is actually very fucking smooth driving into the rim. Yeah. Underrated handles, smooth. That he just slithers in. Very good at getting and ones. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have no clue why he didn't doesn't get it going like that. So that's a that's a thing he's got to figure out, right? Yeah. So I would say PG at top of his game is definitely probably better. But how? Like how? When? Like when's the last time PG's been at the top of his game? Honestly, remember game five? He was good. Like, <laughs> but see, that's like one game removed, right? Like, dude, Terrence Ross had a fifty-one point game in his career. Does that mean Terrence Ross is better than anybody? No, well, like, uh, like, I think last year didn't PG have a pretty good playoffs? Until uh, Damian Lillard wrecked him. Was it last year or the year before that? Last year. Well, I I know he put up twenty twenty-nine points per game or something like that. Some should have. See, my so, my that, that's last thing, time that's pretty like, good. That's good. Like, the last time I think PG was like at his prime was his Indiana days when he was going head to head with LeBron. Now how head to head was that? Yo, honestly, they didn't they take him to the game seven games. Yeah, I think so. So that's, that was that that's was Miami legit. LeBron. That's legit. So that's what I'm saying. So PG can play, but I don't know what's up with him. I think injuries have a lot to do with it. Two two injuries on both shoulders. That terrible terrible leg. Break breakup so like for sure he's has he probably has reservations driving in yeah right but you know he's gotta he's gotta figure out my issue is sometimes when he pulls up yeah it, it sometimes you know he's gotta he's gotta be better at pulling up yeah because he can drive and he can draw fouls there's a lot of ways to get yourself going mm-hmm. Anyways, go back to Luca now. So, okay, so, so yeah, there's some players better. Pump, yeah, players are better than them. Pump the brakes. Now, yeah, stat-wise, he is putting up some of the greatest stat, like one of the greatest 21-year-old stat lines. Yo, I'm pretty sure, statistically, Luca's this year, Luca mm-hmm. has put up more stats than LeBron's done as a whole in his entire career. No joke. I don't think LeBron's ever had, like, 29, 9-9. and nine. <laughs> like, like okay right so and look at the difference between the two people yeah right you're telling me fucking like bro braun is our is the greatest athlete i've ever seen mm-hmm. in the nba and lucas 
Not even close. Yeah. So the league, let, let's acknowledge what the league is right now. Oh, no, of course. You the league I mean? is like opened it up for so many players of so many different types to just drop points. Yeah. Like, man, there was a, there was what? A, a Raptors game where they drop like 150 points in a fucking playoff series. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. Playoff series when Cleveland beat, um, what's it called? Golden State. That game was like 88-79 or some shit. Like that. Or and that like was four years ago. Yeah. That was four years ago. So it's like, it's crazy how much basketball has changed. So, yeah. Like, is he deserving of hype? 100%. Is he a future star? 100%. I think Luka's actually going to make the league interesting. If anybody's going to take over that LeBron role, it's going to be Luka. Like, that that all-around player type of deal. It's Luka. Like, are you talking about... So, you're talking about just as a player, not, like, as a face of the NBA. Not, like, the He very well could be the face of the NBA. Very well could be. Right? Mm -hmm. Is he... Will he get that success? No clue. Will he have individual success? No doubt. Will he have the team success, like, the championships? I don't know. That's tough to tell. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I know the Mavs Clippers series looked in favor of the Mavs. I just don't think it was going to be realistic. Like, I, I feel like Clippers played so bad, yet they somehow won type of deal. Well, my thing is, like, that first game, I still think that first game should have went to the Mavs. I still think that call with uh, KP was bullshit. Yeah. And also, losing KP for the past, like, what, three games in a row, they haven't had him. Yeah. Right? Like, it's it's been tough. No, but, like, the thing is, like, you look, last game, Paul George, everybody had a bad game, but Clips still won by 15. Like mm-hmm. it, it, they play so bad, but they when they win, they do win by like fifteen. Yeah, you gotta give them some credit there. Also, they're playing without Patrick Beverly. Pat Bev, I don't know. He, I guess he definitely impacts the game. Well, he's a defender. That's what he is. Right? He'd probably be the guy that's defending Luca. And I think like getting he, under his skin. I think Pat Bev playing, he does dribble the ball quite a bit. I think it does take kind of it does. <laughs> Uh, change up the role for Paul George a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think Paul George will benefit with Pat Bev being on the floor. Okay. Because I feel like Paul George was actually running the offense, quote-unquote, for majority of the time. He actually had the ball more than other people. Unless when unless the time Kawhi called, you know, ISO plays or whatever. Yeah. So maybe that had an impact on Paul George's performance. Maybe. Who do they play now? They play... Nuggets or... Jazz. Jazz. I think there is going to be Nuggets because, uh, remember, Jazz just gave up a 3-1 to one lead. Yeah. So, momentum's with Nuggets. Yeah. But here's the problem with Nuggets and the Clippers. As good as they are, Clippers can easily not defend, mm-hmm. go in an offensive shootout. And outshoot Nuggets. Absolutely. I guess they can outshoot. I mean, they can outshoot Jazz too, because like it would be what Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell versus yeah. Kawhi and PG. Yeah, and the craziest part is, I was looking at it. Uh, well, what's the show with Kenny Charles and everybody? NBA on TNT. Yeah, yeah. They were saying basically the Nuggets actually don't have anybody to block in the paint, and that's true. Jokic actually doesn't do blocking. It's just the fucking. He's just there. He can but barely jump. Defensively, who's gonna stop Jokic? Jokic. Honestly, they don't have to stop him. That's the thing. Just give him free reign and let him do what he wants. 
Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. So, here's the thing. I think Jamal Murray is not going to have the series he's having right now. Because, mm-hmm. let's face it. if Even if, let's say, Pat Bev comes back, he's immediately not going to have that type of offense. Mm-hmm. And all, all wing players, I think, to a certain degree, struggle against Clippers. Yeah. Right? And then, let's say Jokic has to carry. He can carry, but... Who's going to stop anybody on the Clips? That's the bigger question. I think Montrez will have a good series. That's how crazy it is. I think Trez will have a good series. Yeah. Like fucking... Um, who's the big guy? Zubac. Zubac. Zubac, yeah. Even Zubac could put up 12, whatever, 13 points. No problem. That's why I don't think anybody on the Clips will have a bad series against the Nuggets. It, it's just going to be fire versus fire, and then obviously Clips, Clips got, like, fucking... Clips got the bigger guns. Yeah. They can just probably just kill them. Yeah. See, what? that's my thing about, like, what you just said, that they have some of the best wing defense in the league. Like, fucking Luka was still able to drop, like, 36 points. But they weren't guarding Luka properly. That's the thing. So, here's the... This is the thing. Obviously, individually, it's different. I don't think in this league... You can shut anybody down. I think it's almost impossible. You can only make somebody have a bad series, or you can have make a force a team into uh, force a team into making mistakes. Right? Mm-hmm. I think Clips actually did that a lot last two games. Right? Mm-hmm. You can say ankle or not. Luca was gonna be Luca. Yeah. But when they double team him, and then they quickly recover and double, you know. Force the ball out of Lucas' hands and double the next guy who had catches it, whatever, whatever. They force Mavs into bad shots and misses. Mm. So that's their way of shutting down, right? Yeah. It's just being a constant bother. Obviously, they didn't play well. Like, nobody in the Clippers honestly played well other than Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Right? Even on the defensive side. But when they did actually decide to double Luka actually for two games, yeah, it resulted in two straight losses and wins by more than... Like, almost like 12, 15 points. Right? That's the overall result of it. Uh, with Porzingis, I'm sure it's gonna be, it was going to be different. But I don't think overall result was going to be any different. Like, I think clubs were going to come out. Mm-hmm. Defense, to me, is not what it used to be. Like, it's not like the Boston, 2008 Boston Celtics defense. Yeah. Right? Like It's, it's not. It's like, obviously not as physical. Um... It's not even like the 2012 Miami Heat defense. Like, it won't be like that. I think it's... To be honest, I think, in fact, it's a little bit harder to play... De- like, Yeah, it's very know, difficult to play defense right now. Because it's just like, okay, what are you going to do? Back in the day, you were able to take a, like one more step in towards the paint because the three-point threat wasn't as strong as it is now. Yeah. Right? Therefore, like, people couldn't just, like... like it was harder to get into the paint. And whereas now, even if you were to, say, double-team a guy, if you hit a guy in the corner... Then that guy can hit the three, no problem. Like it's, you got, you got fucking centers shooting yeah. threes, right? I mean, it's something that literally every person in the world has now said. This is not something new that me and you are making up right now. Yeah, like legit, all these, all these guys on TV are saying this. But the, that's the thing. I think when, when, like, and even I, look at the Lakers. My, my, my thing, my thing is like because of that, and because of that, because it's just like yo, these guys are just like yo, fuck, like I'm gonna. Doubled, I'm gonna square up against this guy, and then that guy in the corner is just gonna whip it. It's like with all the day when we played ball with um those guys at Lee, uh, Stephen Leacock. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And bro, you and I are 100% better than all those. Like, yo, if you guys are listening to this, I'm sorry, but facts are facts. 
SKNR or better than all you guys. Like, straight up, one-on-one, -on -one, you think any of those guys can beat us? Even their, like, quote-unquote best guy? Probably not. That shooter guy? Like, yeah. they can't they can beat me and you. But the problem is, like, you and I, our game is very physical. It's very demanding on ourselves. We're putting it into paint. And then on defense, it's just like, yeah, one fluky shot and it just goes in. And it's like, oh, fuck, that one that one three is a two-pointer. And our, our work hard, like, me taking five dribbles, like... Catching the guy off guard and then doing a yeah. little hop step to get into the paint. You dropping your shoulders, trucking the guy, or doing like a post move and doing that. Yeah. We're exerting like 12 to 15 seconds of energy to get our one point. Where this guy is exerting like two seconds of energy to get his two points. Because that three yeah. is worth a fucking two and our, our shots were the one. Yeah. And then it's like, whatever. It's They get this. So then on in our heads, like on the streets, we're just like, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to play as hard defense because it's just like... There's no point. If I if I cover this man hard and he just swings the ball across the three point line, this guy's gonna get an easy three. So I might as well just take a little bit relaxed, let him take a shots, and that way I'll conserve my energy to take my shots. And I think that's what's happening in the NBA now too. Yeah, like that's why these numbers are going so stupid high because they're just like yo fuck. It. I'm just gonna like fuck. It. I'm gonna let Donovan shoot. I'm gonna let Murray shoot. I'm gonna let yeah, you just let it shoot, and then I'm gonna get mine. Dude, honestly. Let's be real. Luca is as good as Luca is. Put him, drop him into twenty twelve. Mm -hmm. He's not putting twenty nine nine and nine. My my thing was yeah, he's not putting twenty nine nine nine. He's putting up twenty nine and nine. <laughs> no, no, I don't know if it's twenty nine and nine. I think he's still put. But the thing with Luca is like also recognize he's only twenty one and he's been playing with grown at like the Euro League, like as lot as as much as we say it's like, oh whatever, it's a shit league and all this stuff. It's a very physically demanding league. They play more games in a season in a short amount of time. They actually have to travel a little bit more than they do in America because they're not just traveling. It's not just like oh I'm playing right, with Spanish. They're, they're going to countries. They're going to the various countries in the Euro League, right? Yeah. And some of the players there are a lot more physical than the players in probably right like there's yeah. a lot of like a lot of the ticky tack fouls in the NBA aren't being called there and shit right so he's kind of grown up since like he was 15 playing in that league right so my thing is now that he got all the space he's able to drop these 29 points in four years when he finally develops because like yo dude a guy's body doesn't really hit its peak maturity until the age of 25 and then you build the muscle and then you become your you become oh, your yeah, peak athleticism. Okay, that, that being said, I don't think Luca's body's ever gonna change. I'm not saying his body's gonna change. I'm saying like, I'm gonna, talking about athleticism. I'm not saying he's gonna become more yeah. athletic. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's gonna become a little bit more coordinated. I'm saying he's gonna get more adjusted to his body, more like mindful of the things he does with his body. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I feel like he's already there, dude. Like, I don't like that. That's the thing. Luca can only become a more he can only improve on his shooting. Mm -hmm. That's his room for improvement. I don't think he's going to get better at defense. Because if you're not good at defense at your younger days, when you supposedly have more energy, and yeah. you're, you're not going to get any better as you get older. So he's only <laughs> going to have to work on that shot. Well, I think more so on the shot. I think he'll be able to work on his uh, drive a little bit more. Oh, too. yeah, for sure. It, those things. I think his offensively, yeah, his defensive game, unfortunately, might not hit that. So they're going to, so whatever organization, if he stays with the Mavs or whatever organization he goes to, is going to have to build a defensive scheme around him. Same way like Phoenix did with Nash. 
Yeah. Right, Nash, I, arguably one of the greatest center, uh, point guards of all time, two-time MVP, was not a great defender. Yeah. They had to, like, in the Suns, they had to stick Amari Stoudemire in the paint to help him out. When he went to Lakers, the theology was that they were going to get Dwight Howard, who was Defensive Player of the Year prior to that. Yeah. To kind of that, do that. But that then after that, 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 that just did not work. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Dwight Howard had back spasm. Nash had injuries. Um, Jordan, uh, Kobe started deteriorating. That's when Kobe started deteriorating. That's the year he tore his Achilles. Was that the? I thought he tore his Achilles the year before, where he hit the two free throws. Or was it that, that year? Was that exactly. I'm honestly not even like what? It was one or two years that they were all together. Two years, right? But so the first all, year, like that could have. But what I'm saying is, I like, guess whatever organization he's part of is gonna have to build a defensive scheme around him so that he's not the liability. Yeah, and right now I can already tell, like. You can see the Mavs run a good set of plays for Luka. But the Mavs as a team are not really that great. Yeah. To be honest. Like, Trey Burke obviously is, you know. Like, again, honestly, Mavs had the success because Clips were just not double teaming. And the moment they double team, everybody just fucking, they hit a wall. It's just what happened. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, uh, they need somebody better. I don't know if Perzingis is that guy. I don't think he's going to be healthy. Like, this guy's just getting injured left, right, and center. Yeah. I mean, uh, he tore his meniscus, man. That, that shit hurts. I can tell you that. First time <laughs> experience. That shit hurts. But, like, again, that's an issue, right? Like, for, when you're talking about actually winning something in the league, mm-hmm. you need that one dude healthy, ready to go, right? Yeah. If Luca's not going to have that, then he's just going to have another, more or less a career like Dirk. Dirk is, was supposed to be ranked a lot higher than what he is. Mm. If he was with the right pieces. Like, I know he had his, whatever, downfalls here and there. But, like, especially yeah. in uh, his MVP season, right? He won yeah. an MVP, he won 68 games or so, seven games, and they got bounced in the first round. Like, he fucked yeah. up here and there. But the guy, you need a good team to win. Yeah. So, okay, moving on from Luka, obviously. Storyline. Storyline with that is, like, yo, I, to be honest, I don't know about you, I like what I saw. I think there's... No, I like what I saw, but... My whole take is it's just, you know... Let's just pump the brakes. Pump the brakes a little bit. It's just hard not to be hyped up by a wife. Bro, it's literally like... He has a game that we can actually emulate, man. Like, I can... No matter what happens, I'm not going to be able to emulate Westbrook or LeBron or Jordan. Like, I'm just like... Or Kawhi. I won't be able to emulate their games. But I can emulate this so slow-paced, like, you know, jump off... Like, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like the reason why Dirk became so like it became a fan favorite because it's like it's something that we can do it's not overly explosive overly athletic it's just very smart plays and i think i can that's why yeah Luka really that, that, that's that's the appeal that's right? the appeal anyways that being said but uh, uh, he's also freakishly strong which doesn't get enough credit like i saw him fucking bulldoze fucking paul george like he was nothing yeah yeah <laughs> he's fucking strong like <laughs> luca's strong Bro. That's the that's the part where I I think I'm not if I'm maybe I'm wrong but I think he's like 240. Like he's probably in in that range. It could be, man. It really could be. I wouldn't put it past. Yeah, I think that kid is fucking heavy. Dude, yeah, I could I, I wouldn't put past him, man. Yeah. That's probably why he doesn't jump that high cuz like Yeah, yeah. He probably has really dense But he does eh? he does uh he does rebound, which is surprising. 
Yeah, what was that game where he had like 17 rebounds, 16 assists? But then again, I don't know. Like, I, I don't pay enough attention to rebounding other than offensive rebounds because mm-hmm. I can see clearly who's putting in the effort, who's coming down with the ball. Mm-hmm. But with Luca, I really don't know how the maps. It very well could be that the man's run up and then he gets the ball. He comes in with from what I see. Him. It's not even that. Like yes, there is some sort of clearing, but like with Luca, it seems like he's kind of in the right place at the right time. Mm. It's kind of like that situation where he like he dick he looks at. But the he's shot. not in the paint though. He's he's not he's not fighting that that much hard in the paint. No, one thing I notice him do is he sticks one arm out. He mm. always sticks one arm out, kind of like does a little uh, stiff arm to mm. whatever his the guy is. And then cradles the ball with the other hand. Mm-hmm. Right? And he does that before. He does that legit, like, as soon as the shot leaves the guy's hand. So whether hit or a miss, he's in that spot where he wants to be. Nice. Anyways, that being said, that's that's pretty much been, like, the most fun series I was watching. And then, of course, the Jazz-Utah series has just been... Dude, from that first game where Donovan Mitchell put up, like, 50-some points and they lost... Yeah, and then just from there on, I've been losing bets left and right with that series, man. I cannot. I don't know who to bet on. Like I'm getting stressed, man. Not, nuggets in seven, bro. Nuggets in game seven. That's it. It's tied three three now. Yeah. Nuggets, nuggets winning. Well, nuggets winning. That being said, like, I don't know. As good as the series is, like, I hate those jerseys. I hate both the team jerseys. Yeah. I can't stand them. <laughs> Yo, but um. <laughs> Nuggets, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna probably be back after, like, we just cut out a large, uh, portion of our, uh, listening viewers. Because I went off the rails. <laughs> Yo. 37, 35. W- I was thinking it. You said it. Bro. That's all I know. Hey, man. The problem <laughs> is thinking it. <laughs> anyway, so, um... Yes, the jerseys. We're not big fans. Yeah, yeah, we ain't fans. Um, what else is out there? Um, yo, predictions for Thunder Rockets. I think Rockets will make it out. What's What's the thing now? What's it at right now? Is it three two or three three? Three two Rockets. Three two Rockets. Another game where I lost a shit ton of money, man. Like, there's games where Chris Paul goes off. There's games where Chris Paul doesn't do what I expect him to do, and then I just lose a shit ton of money. He's and also then, injured, right? He got he got some issue. Could be, but hamstring. To be honest, coming into the league, coming into the series, I was very excited for him because it's like everyone counted them out. Like I, I think I said this before in a previous pod. Like they had a zero point two percent chance, according to um, what's it called, Vegas. And then it's just like they they did it. Fucking Chris Paul, you put in the work. Chris Paul again is uh, one of those unfortunate guys who yeah. hasn't had. A great team around him. Even when he did, I don't know, something always happened. I know when it was Lob City, fucking Blake Griffin was injured or Chris Paul was injured. Yeah, there's a lot of injuries in his thing. Um, he he is a fighter, but he's also one of those like guys on the court that you'd hate to play against but love to have on your team. Yeah. He's that guy that like chirps about every small thing. Honestly, like- he might very well be the greatest point guard of all time, but he'll never get the credit he deserves because he doesn't have a ring. Yeah. He very well could be. Like, I've never... Go watch his stats. I've never seen a guy with assist-to-turnover ratio like Chris Paul. It's mm-hmm. unreal. Yeah. I gotta say that. Because even um, even Steve Nash, like, in his MVP years, had, like, six turnovers a game. Yeah. Something high. Yeah. Chris Paul's highest might have been, like, three. It's yeah. Insane. It's, 
Something really good, man. So, CP3 obviously clutch too. Crazy two like mid range game is off the charts. Handles are off the charts. Are arguably the best handles. Mm-hmm. Him and Kyrie. See the thing. Pick them. Pick them. Chris Paul's handles aren't like flashy handles. They're effective handles. I don't know about that. I don't know about uh, the. Did you see the sh- the shit he did uh, last game? No, to be honest, I didn't. Sake. I didn't watch it. He went what behind the back spin and then fade away. Oh, no, he, he does that. But shit. that, but like he's not doing a lot of like. So he does that, like the behind the back, the crossovers and the fades and stuff. What I'm saying by flashy, I'm talking about like a lot of times Kyrie will like throw the ball, spin the ball, and like do all the shit in front of the defender. I don't see Chris Paul doing that. Like, just throwing up, the, like, the 17 difference, crosses. The weirdest thing is with Kyrie. Kyrie, obviously, their footwork is good. But Chris Paul's footwork is better. He, a lot of his uh, movement is tricky footwork. Whereas Kyrie is more, like, handle-based. Yeah. I feel like he shakes you and then go past you. But Chris Paul, his, his footwork gets you going before you, you even know it's going. So mm. he's very uh, tricky like that. I get that. I want to, to be honest, in that series, I need He's to very jumpy. Chris yeah. Paul, with the handles. Um, so, I need Steve Adams to have a big game. <laughs> I really need Steve Adams to have a big game. And this, he's a Kiwi man. And I love Kiwis, but this guy needs to really. But he's never been that guy. He's always been the guy who sets picks, grabs the rebounds. He, he'll get his 15 points, whatever. But he's always solid at what he's Bro, but doing my thing now. is, on a team like Houston Rockets, why is there not a facility for this guy to get 25 points? Yeah, I don't Why know. is it not happening? Like, who's guarding him? But to- that being said, I don't think he's also as good as you think he is, right? Like, just because somebody's short doesn't mean he can put up a good fight. Like, imagine uh, Tucker guarding Adams. Tucker is strong, so it's not like Steve Adams can immediately back him down. I'm not saying that. I don't even think Adams have handles to back down Tucker. Like, very well could be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get what you mean, yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, Steve Adams is Steve Adams. I think he's solid. Like, he's fucking... You know you know what he brings to the table. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think Rockets will pull out. Yeah, I see Rockets pull out too. And then... By the way, the game right now is at halftime. It's 48-51. Close game. It was like that last game too before it turned into a fucking 20 point And then we decided to watch it and then it was just yeah, game over. Fuck. Oh my god, I lost the bet. Like my spread was that, my spread was what? Like 18 point loss for, yeah, it was plus 18 for uh, OKC. And then after they lost by 30 and I'm just like, what? Like why? Why did you have to lose by 30, Ben? Like, <laughs> Bro, they, yeah, it's wild. Um, What else? So then they, they're going to end up like whoever wins that inevitably goes up against Lakers. I don't know, man. Lakers, I I don't understand that team. I hope they... Come they'll on, do you, all right. You, you got you to gotta, you gotta admit, you want them to do it for Kobe at least. Yeah. And I want them to do it for LeBron. <laughs> I don't know, man. Th- that team, is, it's so bad. I hate that. Like I know. it's. Actually... I don't know what the fuck LeBron... Like, listen, this is all LeBron's fault. Because he always wants this one guy and then trade the rest of the team. And he has to deal with consequences in the playoffs. He always does. Look, man. To think that LeBron needs to put up 38 and AD needs to put up 44 or whatever the fuck he did just to beat the Blazers is crazy. 
Yeah. And I know the game was tight until a certain point. Mm. Right? Mm. Like that's insane to me. And they and this was a this was a Blazers without Damian Lillard. Yeah. Like what? It actually sucks for LeBron, man. Bro, why the fuck are they paying Danny Green 15 a year and KCP like 14.8? Like what the fuck is the point of this? What the hell, man? Yeah. They could like Danny Green's getting paid. I could be bro, making bro, the shots bro, Danny bro, Green's bro. making, man. Let's let's face it. Danny Green didn't do much for Toronto either. So then why the fuck is he getting paid 15 a year? Because he injured Clay Thompson. So what, are they hoping that he sticks his foot out against PG when PG comes coming up the court? Like, is that the game plan or? Effective. <laughs> and what is, bro, you know KCP only got this huge ass contract because he has the same uh, thing. Same manager as LeBron. Uh, Rich Paul. Yeah. Like I. Anyways, they're all fucking losers. Anyways, if you if you can't fucking bring your A game to the playoffs, then whatever. You don't deserve any respect. So fuck that. Anyways, that's the West. The East now, Milwaukee. Like, bro, I don't even care about the East. What are you talking about, yo? Other than the Raptors, I got money on the Raptors right now, man. Yeah. Other than the Raps, I don't care about the East. Rap just... Celtics. So I went. I, one and... thing I did notice about that game mm-hmm. was obviously Raptors were literally missing everything. Mm-hmm. We did force up terrible fucking shots, including Van Vliet, who just I don't know. He Dude, just... Van Vliet shot like eighteen percent, and Siakam shot like thirty-one percent. So, yeah. But for some odd reason, man, when bro Raptors actually have such good defense, it's crazy. Like I know, obviously, blah blah, Boston scored whatever, mm-hmm. but when they did turn up the defense. I saw like immediate turnovers. Well, you know, just just shots becoming tougher and tougher for Boston, but they just had too much so firepower. I went and looked back at the box scores and stuff. In the first quarter, obviously, it was like thirty six twenty one or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. The rest of the three quarters, it was only seventy three seventy two. Yeah. Right. Like. So it's always that one quarter that fucks it up, but you can tell. And, like then Raps, really... and you can also tell in the fourth quarter, like, because I, again, I didn't watch the game live. I was like stuck on a boat, but yeah, uh, yeah. we'll get into that later. Shout out to my boys getting married. Big ups. Uh, anyways. um, Yeah. So that, that shit happened. Um, oh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I went back. I looked at the box score and stuff, looked at some of the stats and yes, first of all, it looked like Toronto shot like ass. And another thing is it's like. But in the second half, Toronto, or like the middle, I'd say the middle half of the game, Toronto won it. And then again, in the fourth, when they realized that there's no point, just kind of were like, okay, fuck it, let's recalibrate for the next game. Mm-hmm. Also recognized Lowry just came off of a bad ankle injury. Right. Right? Yeah. No, like, uh, I don't feel, you know, I don't feel any type of... I'm not scared. I think I'm going to win yeah. my bet. I'm not scared at all. Yeah. I think Raptors can pull out. But again... I think uh, East, for some odd reason, I have a feeling Miami Heat's going to make it out the East. I don't know what it is. Yeah? Yeah, I just I have mean, a, I just they, they won today. Yeah, but I just have fucked up feeling. Like, I feel like Heat will fucking go all out. And this will be Butler's year. Yeah? Well, this is exactly the team that Butler's wanted for the past, like, three, four years. Like every he's got it. He's got it. And man, he wanted shooters with them. He wanted guys who were going to the trenches and fight. He's never had that. Like 
What did he have when he, like... Yeah, Philly's a bunch of fucking pussies. Let's even go further back. Like, Chicago Bulls, when he was, like, leaving, right? Um, They, like, were on a team on a downward spiral. Like, off of... Yeah, I think... Their peak was uh, D. Rose's um, MVP year when they lost to... Heat. Heat in the uh, playoffs. Which, like, you know, big ups to them for doing that even. And that was Thibodeau's defensive mechanisms. And then Butler has transferred, transformed from there where he was, like, the number three option and was just known as, like, a defensive stopper to now the goes to Timberwolves. Wants Timberwolves to fight because, like, he went from a team where, like, you got guys like Lou Aldang, Joakim Noah, D. Rose, Carlos Boozer, who are all on the court fighting tooth and nail for every point. Yeah. To a team of like Nancy boys, for lack of a better word. I think Levine would f- fight next time, but other than that, no. Well, Levine else. got traded to Bulls for that, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it was Levine for Butler, basically. And then it was what? Wiggins and. Oh, is that what happened? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's oh, what happened. I, oh, I thought they actually played together. No, I don't think oh, they ever played together. Fuck. Um, yeah, you got like little bitches, like. <laughs> yo, straight up bitches be bitches, man. Cat <laughs> and. Um, Andrew Wiggins like what the fuck are you guys doing these guys are talking about playing Fortnite in the middle of the game and shit and these guys are not willing to fight for games like you could see the intensity on the court like both these guys were like number one picks and they're not doing anything and so that he gets really frustrated and he had that moment you know know, I'm pretty sure you know this he took the bench players and beat the rest of the starters (laughs) like Bleacher Report actually made a really funny video about this little cartoon but basically Butler got so pissed, he's just like, yo, fuck this shit. Like, you guys are little bitches. You guys can't do shit. Get the fuck off the court. I'm going to take the bench and I'm going to wreck you guys. And that's what he did. And then he went from that to the uh, Philly organization where you got two more emotional little bitches in terms of... Simmons and Embiid? Yeah. Yeah. Simmons being another guy who's actually really good friends with Cat who plays Fortnite all night. Yeah. And thinks about, like, who he's dating. And Embiid, who... Which is really crazy. You know what boggles me about Embiid? If this guy just does the paint, the dirty, gritty paint stuff, he can drop 34 points. Bro, he doesn't have it. Nobody in the league can stop... Who's a better center than No, no, no. no, Nobody, no. Not even close. Like, the only person I can see that can actually match up with him, someone on the defensive end, is Rudy Gobert. And Giannis. No, not on the defensive end. I I think Embiid crushes Giannis in the paint. Probably, but Giannis will put up a fight. Giannis will put up a fight just because Giannis is one of those guys that is also like fighting tooth and nail. Yeah. But, um, but the difference is Giannis at the end of the day is not that skilled, whereas Embiid is so skilled, but he's but got the makeup of a little What is he forward. doing outside on the three-point line? Yeah, I don't know. What is he doing like taking mid-range fadeaways? What is like, <laughs> yeah, it I makes sense know. when I do it in our league because like I'm not a professional player. I shouldn't. Right? And yeah. you guys... And every people still give me shit about it. You give me right. shit about it. You're like, yo, Drew, yo, Juwan, why aren't you in the paint? Like, what the yeah. fuck? You're 6'3". Get in the paint and just, like, draw a bucket. Like, so, if you're saying this to me, what the fuck are his teammates saying to him? Yeah. Embiid, you're 7'3". You're the strongest guy in the league. Yeah. Why are you on the 3.9? Yep. Right? Nah, so, if, if it's... it's you and know, then it's going just... from that, he got this team... I, I, I feel like I've said this before on this pod, but... He got Adebayo. He got um. Well, Adebayo is a real one. Jones Jr. He got Dragic. He Dragic got is Hero. a real one, bro. He got oh, what's that other white boy's name? Uh, I don't know. The white boys are crazy. Like all these guys are these guys are the type of he's guys got all like, the cokeheads. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and th- that's exactly what he wanted though. That's exactly. I don't know if you ever watched his interview, 
Uh, during his off season, he goes to bed at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. every day. Who the hell goes to bed at 8 p.m. every day? Butler does clearly. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to win, man. He gets. He says he gets like nine hours. He goes to bed at 8 p.m. and wakes up at uh, 4:30 or 5 a.m. every day. That's yeah. his schedule. He, he's like, yeah, his family is not a huge fan of it. They don't really have much of a. Their social life is like very like a very sober social life they don't really like go partying and shit and that's yeah. that's what he wants right and he is loving it so for like i i honestly think like they beat milwaukee i don't know there's if they, a chance i mean a lot of the pros are picking it not pros uh the media outlets are picking picking heat i'm actually excited for the heat raptors matchup yeah i still think raptors edge out in the only sense they edge yeah out i don't i don't think listen man boston they look nice but i don't think they're tough that's my thing. Boston just doesn't have the grit. Yeah, something grit's, about them. grit's a huge thing. Like, yes, something I get it. Him. A lot of people on like I don't, the, I don't think Tatum's that guy. No offense to Tatum fans, dude. You should. See, I don't know if you've seen the Facebook Raptors fan page. All these people suddenly after one game started hating on Siakam. They're like, yo, Tatum versus Siakam. Give us Tatum. We'll give you Siakam. Like, what? Like, yo, Siakam. I'll tell you one thing about Siakam. I don't think he's a primary guy. He's a secondary guy. Yeah, I don't That's think he's problem. a primary guy That's too. The right? But I wouldn't pick T- Tatum over Siakam because what's going to happen with Tatum is he's going to just have the ball in his hands and do what um, Thing did for us. DeMar DeRozan did for us. I don't give a shit what people say. I will make this comparison. Tatum reminds me of DeMar DeRozan where it's a lot of mid-range game, a lot of fade- like turnaround fadeaways, a lot of... You are one of the most athletic guys on the court, but you're not slashing into the paint because you think that's too difficult. You would rather settle for an 18-foot floater. Not an 18-foot floater, even an 18-foot fadeaway. Right? And that's my beef with Tatum. I think Tatum's going to be a great player. I think he is a good player right now, and he has potential to be really great. I just don't think unless like someone hit punch... Like, until he gets a punch to the face, he's not going to do his shit. Yeah. I personally... I, honestly, I like Jalen Brown over Tatum. That's mm-hmm. just my personal pick. Yeah, and also, I don't hate on Tatum. Anyways, I, I like, I think he's cool, but I don't know something about his playing style doesn't. Uh, it's not clicking for me just yet. I feel like we want him to be a Kobe, mm-hmm. right? Because he trained under Kobe, Mamba mentality, whatever. We want. He's not a Kawhi. Nobody's Kawhi. But he's gonna come out like you said. He's gonna end up being a DeRozan. I mm-hmm. think that's what it is. I think when push comes to shove, he will settle. And yeah. uh, that's what's probably going to happen. There's not a lot of guys that actually have that, you know, that mentality to just, you know, put, the, put his head down, drive, get fouled, get back yeah. into the game the hard way. And don't get me wrong, settling isn't a bad thing. If you're settling for your shot, it feels like he's settling for what the defensive the defense is giving him. Yeah. Um. And drawing to a, drawing to a comparison, um, Kawhi will never settle for what the defense gives him. If he doesn't like the shot he gives, he gets. He'll throw the ball back out. He does. He's yeah. one of the few guys that'll actually do that, right? I don't see Tatum doing that. I see Tatum just being like, okay, fuck it. There's six seconds left. Do I have enough time to throw it back out, get it, and then try and make something in the six seconds? Not. Nah, I'm just gonna take a fade away off my left foot. Yeah. Right, and you know what? To his to his fairness, like to what someone will say, he's hitting a lot of them. No, nah, but, but how consistent? But yeah, but yeah. like, is it? That's the thing. Consistency is a huge thing because 
you can tell too. Some of the shots Tatum's hitting, it's like too good to be true shots. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna hit many of those, bro. All I, I want to see Chris Boucher in this. I'm not gonna lie. Like I kind of want to see Chris Boucher in this matchup, playing like eight minutes a game and just coming in, just elbows flaring, technical <laughs> per game. I think Toronto needs that next game. I think Toronto needs to get two technicals next game to get the mojo get, going. Nah, nah, they they'll be fine, man. They'll be fine. And I, I think you know, I always say this when a team shoots historically bad, not historically, but like just plays uncharacteristically bad, and then the other team plays good. You know, that type of victories are the most. Uh, you know, this is the least telling victory. Least telling. Mm-hmm. So we'll be fine. I think it'll be... I think Raptors can come out. But you don't think Raptors can beat uh, Miami? I'll cheer for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because one thing I do have to acknowledge is we don't have that bucket getter. That's the problem. I don't that, think... To, that, that lead is not that guy. It, it's rough, man. It's rough not having a guy. Yeah. And honestly, yo, by bucket getters, I'm talking about somebody elite. Like, I don't even consider Dame a bucket getter. No offense to Dame. I've seen Dame settle for fucking 45 feet shots. When it goes in, everybody cheers. But when it doesn't, like in the Lakers series, I saw him struggle to get back into a game. Mm-hmm. And he had to settle for like these long shots. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's cool, but you damn well fucking know if you're, you know, three for eight. Hitting that long shot ain't going to do much for you. Yeah, you're right. Even Paul George is struggling with that. There's, there's very few guys... Mm-hmm. In the league. Credit to him. There's only very very few of them. But, you know. Yeah. Toronto needs somebody that at least can, you know, get to his spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Siakam is not built for that. You can tell. He's a, he's a different type of guy. He, even AD is not that type of guy. As good as AD is. No, I don't think AD is that type. Of, I don't think AD has the grit to do it. Even if they did, like, those... Just based on the position, like you, you, Tim Duncan's not not a dude. You just give the ball and be like, "Yo, get us a bucket." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he can, but he's not like it's not his game. You yeah. don't give a power forward or a five mm-hmm. and be like, "Yo, make something happen." And make something happen. You do yeah. that with guards. Yeah, and to be honest, yeah, Toronto unfortunately doesn't have any of that. Yeah, that's. I'm just. I'm just hoping that like so. There's a lot of comparisons being drawn to the uh, what was it the 2000 through 2005 2005 Pistons. Pistons? Yeah. That being said, Maybe. I know what you're. I know exactly what you're thinking. They had Rashid and Ben Wallace. They had Rip Hamilton. Like they had some of like the top. I was, I was just thinking about Wallace and those guys, but you're right. It, yeah, in terms of toughness, we have that mental toughness and just like this whole idea of. It's not just a one guy or two guy. It's a, a crew. I like crew it, except I, I think it doesn't... Uh, that type of basketball doesn't work in this league anymore. It's weird. Like, you have... To, back in the day, you could get away with play having one guy just play good defense mm-hmm. and then not contribute on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Right now, that doesn't work. Oh, you mean like you need everyone You to... need even Marcus Hall to put up 12 points. <laughs> yeah. Right, that type of deal. Like Ben Wallace, I think, in most games, just put up like 8 or 9. You need Mark... Uh, who's our four? Siakam. Every... Siakam and... Uh, Sergi. 
Surge oh, putting yeah. up 15 plus. You need OG. Yeah. You need Surge coming off the bench putting up points. You need Powell coming off the bench putting yeah. up points. Powell is coming off the bench. You up need up OG points. and Siakam. Well, well, I don't know, man. Siakam is starting to show a lot of flaws. I don't know what's going on. I think he just needs to just snap into it. And I feel like it's going to happen yeah. sooner or later. It'll be fine, man. Another, another thing is you got to recognize with everything that's been going on politically... Um, Van Vliet and Powell were one of the, I don't know if you recognize Van Vliet and Powell were the first ones after the Jacob Blake shooting who were like they don't want to play anymore yeah they were legit the yeah, first yeah, yeah, ones yeah. that came out right so one thing I was actually talking about with one of my co-workers is what, how much of this game was a derivative of they were in the mental state yeah, of not, like, the, the, so there was actually like I don't know how much again it's behind closed doors and Toronto is really good about this where they always show a united front but Van Vliet and OG, uh, Van Vliet and um, Powell came out saying that they don't want to play, and immediately Kyle Lowry came out saying that he wants to play. So how much of it is it internally, just like not a fight, but like this weird internal conflict between the players being like, "Fuck, we want to play. We don't want to play. We want to defend our title. We want to show respect to the uh, movement." Yeah. So how much of th- that game was just Probably. mental uncertainty, right? Probably. There's a lot of it. I would say. Because like, think about it, like. And they also had the most time off too, right? Yeah. No, no. they both swept. Both guys swept. Fuck. Yeah, both. Yeah, that's another thing I don't understand. How come they have to like play right off the bat while like other teams are still in the first round? Yeah. I guess they're just trying to cut like whatever cut as many. They, they're trying to get in, uh, get in as much games as possible. Yeah. But like, so my my whole point. There yeah, is, I like, think there's a good. Um, imagine our league, right? We're playing, and then. Suddenly, I'm just like, yo, I don't want to play anymore. And you're just like, no, we got to play. It's like finals coming up. And then you drag my ass to the finals and I'm just like playing half-assed. Yeah. Right? There could be a lot of that. And then I'm playing half-assed and then you're just getting pissed at me. You're like, yo, this this guy's not even doing his shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I don't even think it's like that. I think I don't all know. players are feeling conflicted. Yeah. Which goes to a point. The fuck was that NBA lockout for 24 hours? <laughs> Listen... That was probably one of the weakest things ever that I've ever seen. That being said, I also like the fact that it kind of put... If there is anything that I took away from it, I think NBA players, in a real weird way, I hope they did. Mm -hmm. They understood that even though they could be the face of the league, they could also just lose that power in an instant. I think they kind of felt that. That's my honest take on it. I think... There was a part where the owners just called in and be like, listen up. Whether you fucking think you're this or that, this is what's going to happen. Because if you yeah. don't fucking play, we put in $1 billion into this. There's this much money going in, this much money. It is coming out your motherfucking paychecks. Mm-hmm. That contract, I promised to pay you $300 million, You're only getting fucking 150 now. Mm. So divide that by fucking seven years. Or five, whatever the fuck years, do the math, figure it the fuck out, and then I think every NBA player would just went, oh, no, time out. <laughs> well, this I is- think there's a lot of that happened. Like there's no like, obviously, these guys. I think one one thing people need to realize is these are not social activists. Like these these are NBA players. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're not like Martin Luther King or like some. You know what I mean? They're not politicians. They're not, quite frankly, they're not very well educated either. 
right? They're basketball players. Yeah. Yes, they have a conscience. They have a moral standpoint. Yes, they would like to do something about it. I'm sure 99.9% of them are coming from a right place. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was zero objective thought involved with what happened, right? Mm-hmm. It was very reactive. It was, it was very uh, emotional. Mm-hmm. And it was a very just response to what happened. And, you know, things just unraveled. And I think they thought, you know, I, I know the rumor is LeBron said he wanted to go home or something. Like I don't know exactly what happened, but LeBron made a statement that if something doesn't happen, then he's going to cut. Mm-hmm. And then I think Clippers agreed to that. I think Kawhi, from what I understand, Kawhi also stood up and said something. So this is what I read, right? Where it's like, because, like, I was following Shams for that 24 hours. I don't know if whoever was watching our Instagram page. Like, I was literally just uh, reposting everything that Shams posted. And that guy's, like, really into the NBA. Like, he has a lot of good connections. Um, what he had reported was the NBA. So, originally, it started with the Milwaukee. Or, so, it started with, Lauer, um, what's it called? Powell and Van Vliet straight up being like, we don't want to play. The first game up was the Milwaukee-Orlando game. So Orlando showed so Milwaukee Orlando showed up onto the court and was shooting around. Milwaukee refused to come out of their change room. Right, and it was right. led by uh, Giannis. No, that no. Guy. Oh, the guy that was originally profiled. Um, that guy and uh, Bledsoe. No, the other point no. guard, the guy that missed the fucking free throws for Fuck, LeBron. What I, what, oh, uh, thing number three, uh, Hill. Yeah, George Hill. Yeah. 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 Um, anyways, yeah. So they were just like, they're not leaving the thing. And then Orlando really wanted to play, but then Orlando recognized the fact and then came back to the change room. The who I forget who the next game was playing that day, and they also refused to play. And then what happened was there was a players meeting. There was a meeting with uh, players and um, NBA personnel. Yeah. So uh, no, at that point, NBA personnel was like on super high alert, like just scoring the different teams and stuff like talking to different teams nothing was happening nothing was sorting out like there was real no no rhyme or reason to what was going on and then they did this dire meeting and in the meeting um what had happened was the lakers and like they were like discussing possibly continuing possibly delaying and then the lakers and clippers are straight up just like yeah we don't want to do this and like some like I I gotta read up more on this because like more and more information has been coming out from different yeah, sources. Yeah. But like like squabbles were starting to break out, and then LeBron like apparently lost his shit and just like left. He's just like fuck this, I'm I'm leaving. Like I want to go home. I don't want to play anymore. So Let- so I heard a funny rumor. Yeah, I heard. Funny rumor. I don't know how true this is. I got it from Andrew Schultz's podcast. Yeah, apparently LeBron's like I don't want to do this. Whatever. And Chris Paul basically told him to suck a fat fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, LeBron's like, I don't want to play. And the Chris Paul like, no, nobody needs you. <laughs> That's the rumor. I don't know how true it is. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard Chris Paul start getting mouthy though. I heard a lot of players started getting mouthy, and that's one of the reasons because the squabbles are happening. LeBron left. Lakers left, Kyrie got up, oh, not Kyrie, sorry, Kawhi got up and left, and then the Clippers left too. And then after, like, those two teams, like, the both LA teams are straight up like, yeah, they don't want to play. And then, um, yeah, so then the players, 
kind of decided that they weren't going to play. And then within like 12 hours, it's like, oh, the NBA is continuing on Friday or on Saturday. Uh, yeah. And then the players are just like, they got, I guess got shook and they're just like, yeah, okay, fine, we're playing. It's okay. But I think Kawhi is one of the few guys, because in his post-game interview, they kind of asked about what was Kawhi saying. Yeah. And apparently he just got up and said, we're here to do a job. What's mm-hmm. going to happen outside is going to happen. So let's just do our job and get the fuck out. Because I need, I think he's right in that standpoint. It's like, if you're, because I think people need to understand that I kind of respect the guys with the blue collar mentality because they're like, you know what? At the end of the day, I am who I am. I'm privileged yeah. to be part of this. Made 30 mil to play fucking basketball, but I am an employee. What's, what what's going to happen outside is going to happen, but I'll do my part. Right? It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Like, you cannot have everything. You can't suck and blow at the same time. You cannot have fucking... Um, actually, maybe porn stars could. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, like, you know, you can't... Yeah. Like... You can't have it both ways. You can't think that you're so powerful that, you know... You're untouchable, you, but yeah, then... It, it, yeah, it, it, it's just not the case. And that's the truth, man. Like, as, to be honest, as rich as these guys are, like, they're still getting paychecks at the end of the day. It's the people cutting those paychecks that are actually the rich and powerful. Yeah. Like, yo, if someone, like, can, write, if someone can write LeBron a paycheck for $300 million, imagine the money that that guy has. Yeah. Right? So that's the thing. My thing was, like, okay, that's all. Like, I understand they had to get back to their job. But, I just wish, like... Instead of it being like a 24-hour hiatus, right. even if it was like a week hiatus, I think that still would have put a bigger right. that, statement. That, that, that's what it is. I think if you're going to do that, you have to commit to something serious. And by the way, I'm not hating on LeBron, but honestly, what the fuck was his attitude after the Blazers win? I don't know. I, I didn't One know. minute. Like, this is my take on it. If it's serious, mm-hmm. stay serious. Mm-hmm. He was dancing the cha-cha after the fucking uh, Lakers uh, Blazers win. Again, not a big deal. But let's think about the climate you're in. It's about the attitude. Right? If you're going to portray and stand for something serious, mm-hmm. be serious at all times. Like, you have to be consistent. Like, uh, you cannot just be laughing one second. Like, I understand. I'm not saying you got to frown a little fucking thing. But... If you thought that playing basketball is what's going to bring you, you know, is what's going to allow you to talk about, you know, this, you know, the subject, whatever, mm-hmm. then you got to act like it too. You cannot be goofing around in front of the camera. If that's what you're going to stand for. If you're going to kneel before the game, mm-hmm. be serious. Have Black Lives Matter on your jersey. Or, or you know, the... Midway, the, the shirts they wear in between. Yeah. Like, before they... Whatever. And then act consistent. Act consistently. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's... Like, for me, you cannot just be goofing around one minute, get serious the next. Because you lose credibility. Right? That That's the part that I don't understand. It's like... I actually like kind of like how Kawhi's been handling... One thing. Or, like, even Donkic, right? The guy, for him, it's always been about just the basketball. Yeah. He's just answering basketball. Right? 
like just be consistent because it, it helps your cause i think it's that whole mentality of like think about it from a different let me give you a different example mm. a cop goes into work dealing with murders and rape and stress at the highest level of any humans on this planet yes at the end of the day like to be honest we talked we've we've talked a lot of shit about cops mm-hmm. in the media in our home surroundings and yeah. even on this pod but at the end of the day, they have one of the highest stress jobs, right? Right, 100%. Do you expect a cop to go home and just be on that stress all day? Or is he going to go home and start dancing with his wife? That's fine, but do that but, in private. Not publicly. You know the cameras are on. But that's the thing. Like, to these you players, the cameras, the cameras are on at, at all times. Like, they need... You can't just be constantly on anymore, man. Like, these players, it's starting... Like, it's Bro, what? No offense, had no, a- no offense, I don't get the stress on the players. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? We just compare cops to players. Like, okay, no, okay, no, like, that's, no, 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 that's not what no, I'm no, saying. No. I'm not saying like they're no, 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 stressed no. at the cops. That's not what I'm saying either. Like, it's not comparing directly cops to the players, but look at what a cop is. Okay, what ha- what he has to deal with day to day versus what LeBron or any okay. of these guys. No, have no to that's deal not with what I'm saying, right? What I'm saying is like he's turning it on and off for different situations throughout the day. He's not in the same climate all day. When he's in game mode, he's in game mode. When he's enjoying the game, he's enjoying the game. That's but fine. But then when he gets on by the way, in game emotions are fine. No, I'm not talking about in game. Even the dancing during that game is still part of an in game emotion. He's still like. Post game. I'm talking about this is completely after the game. Like, what are you talking about? Like, after he won, like, what is he going to do? Just not celebrate with his team? That's fine. But what, what was the cause? What's the cause here? Because honestly, it's one thing to celebrate. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to actually be consistent with the message. Because the whole point was to bring awareness by playing basketball and talk about it in the media, right? But he wasn't dancing during an interview, was he? He was. When AD was interviewing, he was in the background dancing. Like, was he? Was his intention to be part of that AD interview? Like, no, he was just goofing off at the back. That's exactly. He was just goofing off in the back. It wasn't like... So, you remember no, how... But he knows he's on camera. Like... Okay, what what because I to be honest I haven't seen this. What I'm saying is like you remember those Miami Heat days where like players would give interviews and like and he's just goofing off. They goof off, but they know they're intentionally doing it to draw attention of the camera. Yeah. Was it that or was it just the interview was happening and I'm just goofing off and doing my own thing? No, he knew that he was getting the camera's attention. He did it for the camera. Behind as AD was doing the interview, that kind of pissed me off. I'm like, what are you doing? Okay, like it's just. Dog, just be consistent. That's see, all that, see, see, that, see, again, thank you for that. Like, it was it was me being misinformed. I didn't know. Now that I have an Like, you're saying the camera caught on LeBron goofing off at the back. Yeah, that's, that's what not I what it that's was. What I thought. That was him intentionally doing it for the cameras. Yeah, that's just him trying to be an entertainer, being the class clown. You can't be the class clown and the serious guy, the leader of a serious movement. Because he uh, actually is the face of the NBA. Mm-hmm. that's my thing like I get it and he's he's obviously he's, he can't turn it on the whole time but he has to be a little more a little bit more cognizant of who he is right mm-hmm. no no problem laughing during a game no problem like we're not asking these guys to be fucking machines right mm-hmm. but there has to be a consistency in the message yeah because remember fucking eight hours ago these guys were locking out and willing to walk away from this yeah. So you have to come up with a serious attitude. You just have to. It's just part of the package, right? Yeah. Right. That's one. That's my thing. 
Like, I don't know. Have a look at the video. Just see for yourself. Like, for me, it threw me off. I'm like, bro, as you were kneeling, you also did the Black Panther sign. Oh, yeah, for Chadwick Boseman. Right? Like, they're, like, it's like the equivalent of a Kaepernick kneeling before the anthem, right? Playing the game, and after the game, just, like, coming out like, yo. Like dancing and shit. Yeah, yeah no, like, no, no, hundred like percent. Doesn't hundred percent. I agree. That that didn't that. And if I had seen that, I didn't know the shit out of me. Yeah, right. It's just gotta be consistent, man. That's my whole thing. Like, and it's not even just LeBron. Like, very well could have been anybody, right? Yeah. It's just, but, but we know LeBron. Like, we've grown up. Like, LeBron again is my favorite basketball player of all time. I love his game. I think even the stuff he's done off the court is amazing. But yeah, I, no also, I also recognize that sometimes he is a little childish. Yeah. He, you can't... No one's ever going to question his commitment towards the movement. But he also needs to understand that, you know, that it, it's serious times. Yeah. Can't be goofing off during a serious time. Yeah. Right? No, 100%. Right? That's the thing. 100%, man. But, like, again, whatever, you know. Because at the end of the day, these guys are just basketball players. Mm. Right. It's not That's as simple as that anymore. Yeah. Fuck man. All I know is, man, 2020 has been fucked, yo. <laughs> Word up. We so. lost. Can you check the score for the game? Yeah. So it's 11 something p.m. right now, Monday night. What's the score? In the trenches. I'm kidding. We're in the trenches. We're fighting. We're trying to fight the good fight. No, it's not. still not halftime. The fuck? 75, oh, it's a tight game. You want to watch the rest? Or do you have to go home? I'm probably going to go home and watch the rest. Fuck. All right. Let's say, uh, let's wrap up for today then. All right, yo. Well, uh, we'll see y'all next week. See y'all soon, man. Let's try yeah. to get something soon. Yeah. Actually, uh, we got to get some guests on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thank All you right. for listening to another one. Yeah. Stay frosty.